0: A seat, if you haven't seated yet. God, thank you for the way that you bring miracles into our lives, and would would we experience something of you this morning that defies our understanding? May our hearts be leaping for joy with the reality of what you're capable of and what you want to release in our lives. You know each of our situations, you know each of our struggles, challenges, opportunities. Would you meet us in that? And would you let faith arise in our hearts this morning for whatever we're facing? In Jesus' name, amen. So welcome to Coastlands. Um, Can we turn this up? I'm just kidding. Uh it's an, it's an interesting morning here. It's, it's kind of bittersweet is the best word I have for it. It's, it's exciting and it's sad. We have some new faces, so let me introduce myself real quick. My name is Chris, and, and I work here. This is my job, my joy. I love it. Um, one of the things that I love about this place is the people that God has brought together. One of the problems with... Loving people, though, is sometimes they transition out of your life for a season. So this morning is going to look, I guess I don't know if we have like a normal morning yet, even. But but this morning is going to look even different-er, which is not a word I understand. But it's going to look more different. This morning is going to be primarily about honoring some people that have been pillars in our Coastlands family for four years and some change. Now, and uh, this is Greg and Kathy Eggers' last Sunday with us, at least for six months. Um, we don't really know. And so, of course, what we're gonna do? There's, there's no way to let Greg out of here without doing announcements. He is the master <laughs> announcemater. <laughs> and so, for old times' sake, we're gonna have Greg go out on top. I realized that as we were going through this series, originally my my intention was to really hone in on the character of the Father and to reshape for some of us the Father's heart and goodness. And I hope that we've done some of that. But I feel like we kind of went a lot of different directions. And I wanted to bring it back around because there's some friends of ours. I've already told you what we're doing. But um, Greg and Kathy, through the journey they've been on over the last little bit, I feel like they encapsulate, epitomize, what's another good E word? Um, They express, what is that? They encompass, there we go. I knew it would be you for some reason. Um, They embody, they embody this trust in the Father in such a profound way that I couldn't let them sneak out of here without them sharing their story with us. Because it's one thing to talk about principles and translations, and here's some things we know about God. It's another thing to see somebody embrace it and run with it and live it and experience it and share that with us. And to give you a little bit of background, so um, we're a church, which means we have elders. And for about, what, three and a half, four years, Greg and Kathy were, were elders here. They were on the board here at Coastlands. They were part of the original group of people, part of the formative group of who became this church here at Coastlands. It was kind of cool, we were, Sarah and I were sitting down at dinner with them, uh, I don't know, last week sometime at Blue Sky Bistro, is that what it's called? And they were telling us how literally it was like four and a half years prior, just one table away, right? One table away, they were sitting down with you two? Am I getting the story right? I was only 17 at this time, so I don't, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't, I'm fuzzy on the details, I wasn't there. Um, I don't know why I said that. I wasn't there, but my understanding is that you guys are sitting there with Mike and Betty, one table away at the very beginning of the conception of what is to become Coastlands Vineyard. And to see those bookends, to see that come full circle of that one table away, I think, is really cool. But over the years, they've been such pillars to this community. And if I look at my wife, I'm going to start crying. So I'm just going to look at this side of the room. Don't you dare make any faces at me. Chris, can you move your head that way a little bit? Thank you. Um, but Greg and Kathy have opened their home to have retreats, and they've opened their lives to all of us. I literally, I need to watch the clock. I know. You don't even really know them that well, and you love them. Um, Yeah. He's like, you're right. (laughs) You guys mean the world to this community. And the way you've given of your lives. So has anybody, well, don't raise your hand, but I bet you, There's maybe only one or two people in this room that have snuck through these doors without being embraced and introduced and and loved on by them over the course of your time here. I bet you there's not a single person, unless this is your first day, that can remember a Sunday morning where one of the two of them wasn't engaging you in conversation, making you feel welcomed and loved and acknowledged and valued. We guys come up here because the more I say the more. <laughs> yeah. Get up here. So spoiler alert, these chairs were really for them. Um, so what we're gonna do is we have some microphones, which I know they're excited about. I don't know how this comes out of here though. I probably do need some help. Is this working? We'll, we'll let you check that out. Perfect. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Does it feel so formal for you guys? So I told them they only had an hour and a half. <laughs> um, so will you open your Bibles? There's more. There's so much more I could say about you guys. Um, I think really, this is what I'll say. There's a passage in one of the Corinthians. Um, there's only two of them, so you could find it pretty quickly if you looked. But, but it's the Apostle Paul expressing his heart to the Corinthian church. And I get emotional when I read this line, and I feel like this is my heart for them and what you guys embody for us. It says. Paul tells the Corinthian church, you have a 1,000 teachers in Christ, but not many fathers. But I've been a father to you. And Paul goes on to express his heart as a father. And you two have been teachers, you've been elders, you've been board members, you've been all these different things, but you've been parents to so many of us. And (coughs) stop it. Um, just the times that that I would be sharing something with the two of you. And um, the thing that always got me is after I would be talking, you would literally have remembered not just the gist of what I was saying and what I was feeling when I expressed it, but every little detail that I couldn't not share with you. It was like you treasured every little piece of our lives. And I I don't know how you do that, but I'm very grateful that that's who you are. Um, okay, stop it, Chris. So, moving up to the surface. Will, will you two tell us a little bit about this adventure that you're, that you're stepping into, this transition that you're in? Yeah, I'm going back to the script.
1: Well, uh, thank you. And it's, it's hard sitting up here because um, I think of a story. I think of a story first. You've got time. Um, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley and the smog and all that stuff. And I just remember every day I I'd go out and play, I come home and my, my lungs were filled with that gook. And I had, it was always, I never told anybody because I thought, well, that's just normal. Everybody, that happens to everybody. And that's the way we feel here. This happens to everybody. And so, um, come to find out, I probably had asthma. I just didn't say anything. And so, that's why I turned out the way I did. But, anyways. But it's—we're all part. We all have that same story, though. That's what's exciting. So, what God's doing in our lives? um, For those you don't—that you don't—for those of you that don't notice, we have four children. They're all adult, grown children, pretty much self-sufficient. We're changing our phone number, and then they can't call us anymore. For those hundred-dollar—my parents did the same thing. Yeah, I know. See. (laughs) But I'm sorry. I don't mean to get off track. But. we have four adult children, and and uh, we've lived um, in San Luis Obispo County since uh, 1998, and over in Templeton, and, um, and 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 I was highway patrolman for 30 years, retired three years ago, and and so that's our story, I mean our backstory, but God's always we've always just found ourselves in these positions where um, God just uses us and puts us and changes our lives, and it's. And it's and again, it, it almost seems like a normal progression of of things, but um, looking back, we see how God's just you know just literally pushed us not pushed us around but taken us a uh, different path, and so we're grateful for that. So um, several years ago, um, and I and you can chip in wherever you want. Um, several years ago, we just felt this this, um, uh, this shifting in our lives. And Kathy will tell you about that, and um, and so, uh, um, but so that's where the story begins. is actually several years ago, and uh, do I give the spoil spoiler alert? Some of you don't know. We're going to Ireland. We have sold everything we own. So there's that. What? <laughs> but Kathy will tell you how we got here. Oh, it do
2: me? we need to turn it on?
0: Sometimes things have. On Sometimes buttons. Imagine switch. that. Nice one, Chris. Okay.
2: Good job. We'll okay. on top of it. Um, um, this, is, this is not us, okay? So sorry. Bear with us. Um, you know, before we got here, we had come through a season. Um, we didn't just arrive, okay, we're going to sell everything and go to Ireland. And it was a process for us. And I guess that's, I wanted to spend just a little bit more time on this particular area uh that we're speaking of is it was a process for as it is for all of us and the process is going to continue we haven't arrived um by any means and so um but for us before we before we came to um we showed up at mountain brook which is another vineyard church uh in san luis but we had been through like greg said we were we found ourselves serving we were serving we were in ministry we um, we loved God. We were um, devoted. We were over-responsible. We were driven. We um, uh, we were having a real hard time with religion. We were having a real hard time with church. We were having a real hard time with even some of our own little dysfunctional stuff too. But but we were having a hard time, and our our hearts were starting to shut down. And our hearts were trying to. God was trying to change our hearts, but we just we just. We didn't know, we were kind of fighting it because that's all we knew, is to, to be so busy and to be so active, and it was good. There was good things about that, don't get me wrong. But that, and that was part of our, Greg will talk to you about the first and second half of life for us. But we just found ourselves, we had to leave the church that we had just been at for 12 years. And before that, we were at a church for other 12 years. And both of them, we, we left and it wasn't real pretty. It just, it wasn't. That was part of our story. It was very hurtful. Um, but God was just trying to, God was just trying to change and transform us, and we just didn't know it at the time. But at the time, we were just dead. We couldn't have faith. We were, we just, it's like, something's gotta, something's gotta give, Lord. Something's gotta give. Well, the, the course that we're on, something's not right. And so, we found ourselves at Mountain Brook, and and this really is—it's like we're like we got to go to church because we, you know, we we left the church that we were at, and we were like, well, I guess we should should go to church. So we the ended up. Only people that
0: have ever felt that way. You right? know,
2: right, right, and it's like, and we did love God. Don't get me wrong, we did. But it was like it's, it was getting snuffed out. Okay, it was just getting snuffed out, and 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 so we, we so we so we go to church. We end up at Mountain Brook. Okay, and so good Worship there, you know. Okay, we'll go. And so, um, but I'll add,
1: you okay. could sit. Oh,
2: it was, oh, but it we was could, yes,
1: it was the fifth road back in the middle, and you could hide.
2: We could, that's, it was
1: perfect. You could hide there,
2: go there and hide, you know. Right. We don't
0: have a fifth we're road, not, no
2: hiding no, here. We're not at, so, anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, True. you can't hide here. True. They don't let you hide here. So, that's what we were doing. We really were doing, and we were tired and worn out, and so, um, but. The funny thing is, is that this man was, this man, they happened to have their associate pastor back there, who was Cody Busick, okay? And so he was interviewing this other gentleman, and and asking questions, and this other gentleman was just, you know, sharing some, it's um, kind of like this, and uh, history of the vineyard and how everyone gets to play and how God can heal, and you just, you just go up there and you just pray for people, and God just does these miracles, and... And I don't know, just the way he carried himself, Greg looks at me and he goes, I'd really like to get to know that guy. You know, it was like our little eyebrows kind of perked up. You know, it was like there was some kind of life there that we just, I don't know, God just used it. So we're like, okay, and so they go on with the service and whatnot, and, and afterwards, they're saying, like, you know, and so this gentleman goes, well, I just want you all to turn around and practice now and pray for each other, and if you have a word or whatever, and Greg and I are like, oh, boy, you know, and so, so, you know, so this lady from behind us, you know, Greg's 6'5", five, I'm 5'8", five and this little lady comes behind us in this beautiful silver-white hair, and she goes, you know, I have this, I have a picture for you. Would you mind if I share this picture for you? And we're like, you know, I'm like, okay, just don't ask me to be on a committee and I'll be okay. <laughs> and so, um, and so <laughs> she shares this picture and, and it's just, this is where I get emotional. And I'm really sorry, but it's, this was God speaking to us because we weren't really hearing God too much at that point, but it was God kind of reaching out. And he said, you know, you're like, I see you as two birds. You know how you see these birds, and they're in the water, and they've got all the oil and tar on their on their on their wings. And that's exactly how you know. It was like just that alone. You know, she said other things too, but it was like, it was like God saying, "I see you. I know." You know, we're birds, and we're going. <laughs> you, know, just... you know, and <laughs> we're barely alive. You know, and so. But it was like, oh. And so through a series of events, if you haven't guessed that already, it was Mike and Betty. And, um, <laughs> and so, so through a series of events, and um, we became, uh, and the last thing we wanted to do is go on church plant. <laughs> but we ended up being a part of this church plant and, um, like you said, getting on the board and whatnot. And so... Um, so just a little more. I just wanted to share kind of the condition of our heart, and but but how God didn't change, how the Lord loved us and wanted to show Himself to us, even though you know, and um and then through a series of events a little bit later, um, I just broke. I I broke. I didn't want to, uh, and then that affected Greg. And my story is a little different than Greg's, but God was working on Greg at the same time He was working on me, and and it, we obviously affects each other and. And um, everything kind of caught up with us, and we just kind of like Humpty Dumpty. I just kind of broke, and all the pieces. It's like it would take a miracle for all the pieces of my heart to come together again. My soul was just broken. And, um, and um, we, we just, I couldn't pick up a Bible. I, I, I couldn't have faith, and I didn't know what to trust. I couldn't trust myself. I couldn't trust the voice in me any longer. and. Um, And so that turned, and this is all part of the process, trust me, bear with me, Um, and then a few, you know, couple months later, I mean, I literally, it was like the way I could describe it is like my soul, the core person of who I was, was like fragile paper and you touch it and it just kind of crumbles. And so I had to learn, I had to learn how to walk again. I had to learn how to, to pray again. I had to learn to wanna pray. I had to learn how to read the Bible and hear the Holy Spirit, and and um, and I, you know, I'm in my fifties, and you know, we've known the Lord for forty years or more, you know. So, so all that to say, um, we went through a, a, we went to lunch with a couple that here, Ralph and Linda, and we're going to go have Thai food, and and um, and God's just been specific with us, and and then you know, Ralph looks at me and he goes, Kathy, I have a, I have a word for you, and. He says, you know, in Luke 22, God wants to sift you like wheat. And I'm like, oh, great, you know, here, pad thai, please, you know. And it's high like, five. yeah, <laughs> yeah, high five, yeah. Oh, boy, you know, this sounds really, this sounds really good, you know. It's like, okay. And so. <laughs>
0: check, please. <laughs> check,
2: please. Got to go. And so, so, um. Anyways, but it was just kind of, again, God's way is specifically just kind talking of to, talking to me, talking to us. And we were. We did go through this season. Part of this process for us was just really learning, uh, going through a lot of healing, going through, like, crisis of belief, I guess. But learning to trust that voice within us again and um, letting God love on us in a way that he hadn't before. And, and, um, and it was a long season, and it didn't feel good, but it really did happen. my Okay, so...
0: I was telling my wife to get a picture of the three of us. But I didn't want to tell you that. I was trying to be... (laughs)
2: Um, But then all of a sudden, during this season, there was a shift. And it was like literally a shift took place. And this is through a few years, you know. And a shift took place in our lives. And um, we just, we figured out, it was like God was speaking to us. I was reading a book at the time, and um, that there's more. He's speaking to us. There's more, and I wanted more. I wanted more than what I had, and that was, and there was this um, this particular book. Greg was reading. We were all reading books, and you know we were reading the Bible again too. And and um, but um, Ruthless Trust, you know, I was like that's a challenging book to get through and to read and to be challenged and stimulated through. But this one book was just by Ruth Haley Barton, and um, and it was just in the preface. It was just a line in the preface that God used for me. I didn't even get to the body of the book yet, you know, at the time. And, and it was all about metamorphosis. And she just was talking about how the little caterpillar is, is crawling along on the, on the leaf, just eating his way through life. And, and not like he had this intellectual knowing, but within himself, he just knew it was time to cocoon. And it was like, it just struck me. It's like, God. I just want to know. I just want to know your voice. I just want to know. I just want to automatically walk where you want me to walk, and be, and the purpose, and and this great. And God was working on Greg at the same time, and so it just struck me. And then you know, then this you know, he's in a cocoon, and then he becomes this butterfly, and he can fly. You know, he can fly, and he has a whole new skill set. You know, and so. And it's like, I desire that, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not responsibility. Um, but that just struck a chord in my heart. And it's like, and that's where, it was like, I just, those desires deep within me, those longings were starting to come alive and, 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 and be awakened within me. And that's where the Father God, Jesus is literally a savior of my life, savior and Holy Spirit, a sustainer, just sustaining us. And and so at that point, you know, when the shift took place, um, we went, uh, um, just, we had to kind of acknowledge you know, we had to acknowledge that there there was some shifting that did take place, and to acknowledge those longings and those desires that were starting to awaken within us, and it's okay to do so. And um, the, uh, Walter um, Brueggemann, um, he suggests that let me—he suggests that faith growing into maturity, faith growing into maturity. Um, moves from duty to delight and that's just that's just it was just that's it you know that faith as as our faith is growing we are learning to move away from that duty that first half of life possibly or into a, a delight to the desires to the awakening to the faith I can start trusting and growing in faith again and um and trusting the Lord's heart and his heart for me and my heart for him and my heart for others and um, our hearts for others. And so then it went from basically to bring us to today, it went from releasing you know, part of the dot to dot, you don't see the whole picture, you know, it was acknowledging what we were feeling and those longings to, to, um, to releasing and so the lord was talking to us about releasing and get, and just shedding and um getting we selling our house selling most of our belongings um and then separately the lord just kind of stirred us with ireland on on two step you know individually Uh, and that, you know, it's kind of like we needed to go and just seek him for this second half of life. We wanted to just be where the Lord wanted us to be for this second half of life. And so we're kind of, even Chris kind of coined, yeah, you're going to go to your sacred place. And it's like, I don't know why God did it this way, but he did. But I can trust him to do it. I mean, I'm leaving my kids. I'm leaving my beautiful house that we built for grandkids. We sold it. Um you know, releasing a responsibility, you know, um, you know, if you saw our lives at all or know, you'll, you'll know what we mean. But um, so that's what brings us here today. Um, it was a process. Yeah, well said. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I have
1: nothing else to add.
2: No,
1: that's why, why I married Kathy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I can tell you just you may not know how I can tell, but when Kathy speaks that way, I know it's from her heart and from her spirit. And so I get excited about that, because she can't put it, she does have more words than I do, and um, she does. But but my part of the story is, um, I was on the phone again with Mike Fry I I one day, I was sitting in my little office at the house, and, and we were talking about what we're, I don't know, I can't remember that conversation, how we even got into talking about it. but but Mike's, I'll say he asked me, he must have, he said, well, what do you, what do you think's happening in your life? This is probably a year and a half, two years ago, and, um, and I just, I don't know, but I feel like maybe we're supposed to go international, but that's all, I i just had this feeling, but I didn't know what international meant, I didn't know what international was, I didn't know if it was short-term missions, I didn't know anything, but that's all I said, and um, so as time progressed, uh, Chris and Joseph and Mark Tatham and I, we went to a, uh, a retreat uh, up in Oregon last last year. It was in June, and Chris and I were in, uh, I was stuck with him, but we're in the room together, and I'm just kidding. Poor guy. And so we started talking, and, and I know, we. I just said something about, I don't know how we started talking about this, but, or why, or what prefaced this, but I said, you know, I just about if us leaving or selling our house I just felt like God was telling me that but I was completely against that and and part of that was because um, when we built our place we built a place for my mom and she's she's living there in this this house and she's 87 years old and I felt like we would be and I used the a word we would be abandoning her and that there would be nobody there to take care of her and so I, it took me, I wrestled with God for probably three months and, um, and kept bringing, us, bringing me back to that. And finally, I was talking to a very good friend of mine, a mentor, and, and he asked me the question, Greg, do you think that, um, that um, you, you can take better care of your mom than God can? And that was okay. <laughs> That's really a rhetorical question, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I mean that's so that was that that 's what pushed me into that next, you know what lord you 're right i mean it's they 're not selfish reasons i I think part of it was though is like i don 't want to leave here, and i 'll use that for the reason, maybe i don 't know um, but yeah, so that 's where it went, and it was just trusting God, so that was in the fall, and that 's when we started thinking about ways to keep her in her house and and believe it or not that 's happening she 's going to be able to stay there and we're just gonna be renting, and um, so she can stay in this place that she knows and is familiar to her. But um, so that that all that's how it all progressed. And then it's and then and then it was where do you want us to go? So now we're selling our house. What do we do? And God did put it on my heart one day. I was just praying. It was just Ireland. And and then Kathy and I talked because we do that once in a while. And 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 she said, Well, I feel the same thing. It was Ireland. And I thought for sure it'd be Germany because that's my heritage. I have, tons of family in Germany and that even, I mean, that never, that never popped up. So, so uh, um, that's where we, we started looking into and uh, Kathy has Irish heritage and we've been there before, but um, but so that's, that's where we're at. And so we did, we put the house on the market. It's, it sold basically within 2 weeks there was a couple hiccups um unsold, unsold resold yeah sold and unsold and resold but and here we are uh, 2 weeks ago we said well okay we're still going we 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 have tickets we'll be on April 12th then if the house is sold great if not i have to just keep paying a, a mortgage payment so but that got took care of that too and in fact um Christy who's here do you remember a few weeks ago you were praying with us and how you said that there'll be no money? There's, there's something like that. It's just gonna be real quiet. There's be no money, and all of a sudden there'll be stacks of cash. Well, that's what happened. I mean, it was like there's nothing, 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 and I I was really, Okay, I was worried, and but I kept, but I did. I kept, and thank God because that's what's so neat about here is because people. Um, I mean, you're probably thinking. What does this all mean? And, and you spoke it out. And you spoke it to me, and, and that sustained me. That was just God's my provision. Um, I can trust God. I mean, I just, that's, and, that, and so every time, and that's what just brought me peace, knowing. And, and then, boom, it just, this week, it all gelled, and, and we're going to close, like, in two weeks, and it'll all be done. Yeah, it is. And so where I was going with that, I don't know, but the second half of life. The half of life. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry? Oh, a German speaking person for my mother. That was part of it too, yes. And, and people that will love on her too, which is neat. Um, she wants to be there. She wants she's to be happy. there. So, back in, in August too, I started reading a book by Richard Rohr calling, called Falling Upward. And Laura has the book, she's showing it there. It's for sale at the back table. Yeah. <laughs> But basically, just talks about he uh, he talks about living in our first half of life and moving into the second half of our life, and it's not chronological. It's not our chronological second half of life, but it's just what have we? Um, you know, our first half of life is just dealing with 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 uh, identity, and <laughs> I think I'm going to go sit down, and I'm just going to have those two talk. But identity um, and—but basically, how do we deal with—you know, I I use the V word, um, the victim, the shame, all the stuff that comes, in the world just bombards us with this. And so—but our second half of life is when we, like, just—I see this, like, just crawling out of that and and realizing, like, what you were saying— I'm free. There is no more shame. There is no condemnation. And that is second half of life living. You could be second half of life living at 20 years old, but it's just realizing that there's no more, um, the shame is gone, and we can move on. And so uh, um, so that's, that spoke to me as well.
2: Can I add something? Yes, you it. may. Well, and he also, he also, the essence of the book, you know, um, but it also, he talks about how you... You you're abandoned to the Lord. You're abandoned at this second half of life. You're able to trust and you're abandoned. You find yourself abandoned to Him. That that Jesus is basically in the driver's seat. And you're just you know you're either the backseat driver or you're sitting next to Him, whatever. But um, that He's you know He He's 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 calling the shots, and you're just kind of you're you're able to be free enough uh, and have. Uh, to be able to just go with the flow, to just go drive wherever he wants you to drive, you know, or wherever he takes you, uh, so to speak, and and I thought of just you know, um, Richard Rohr says something like um, the first half of life is finding the script, and the second half of life is writing it and owning it, and it's like we're we're in that process. We're, we're you know we're in the process of owning that, and. Um, And we want to, it's like being on a motorcycle, I just, you know, our desire, um, one of the questions I think Chris has on there, Um, but, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, when you're on your motorcycle, and you're driving, you're holding that, you know, you're on the the passenger, and you're holding on, and you have to go with every turn. You know, or otherwise the bike flips or whatever and it's like that's just kinda of where we're at right now. You know, in our in our trust in our faith and we're just holding on to the Lord and He's driving us and, and Ireland is part of that. We're just gonna we're gonna go to Ireland to this sacred place and, and just listen for him and we have no idea what we're gonna do after we're there. And we're only to certain so many dots, you know, the whole picture isn't completed yet. We don't know what it's gonna look like. And so I just wanted to, to add that. So
0: so that answers the question I was going to yeah. ask. Yeah. What, are, yeah. what are some hopes, expectations, dreams in your heart?
1: Right. The dreams is just to integrate with the people, uh, find a community. Um, I'm very much, well, and we talked about the larger story, mm-hmm. but I've always said, um, and others people have said this as well, but we all have a story. Mm-hmm. We all have a story. And and our story um, but sometimes we don't get just past what our story is because we don't we don't want to integrate with the larger story, what God's what God is doing, and so we just feel that our story is integrating into what God's doing. But but also there's so many people out there that have a story and they just want to be listened and listened listened to too, and that's what we want to do. We we'll just, just we want to go to the same coffee shop and if it maybe it'll be a pub as well, but. <laughs> just to sit there and meet the people and hear their stories and then and then through that um, help them to see you know this is like okay how are we going to do this i don't know it's only god but to help this is what i believe just developing these these one-on-one relationships and helping people to see where their story that I care. Number one, I care about the story. God cares about their story, but even more, He's inviting them into the largest story, mm-hmm. and so that's what we're going to do. We've connected. That's noteworthy, by the way. We um we've connected with some uh, with a vineyard pastor in Dublin um, already through a, a mutual friend's friend, and we've connected with another couple in the Bay Area that's getting ready to go to Ireland, and so we we know what's happening, but. Um, it, and they know what we're about as well, and so we're just going to go. And like I said, that's what we're going to do there, and we're not going to start a church that we know of. But I've always another thing I've always said is not never say board. never. But and uh, <laughs> and as no, I don't know where. I, I, and this is no lie. I there, I I'm, I see a book. I hear about a book, and I'll like. Sometimes he'll mention a book, and I, right here, I'll just order on Amazon.com, you know, because I'll forget about it. Well, anyways, one day, I'm looking underneath a pile of stuff on my desk, and there's this book, Becoming a Pastor, and <laughs> thinking, did I order that? <laughs> 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 Must have. So, I'm starting that book.
0: <laughs> I put it there. No, <laughs> he put
1: it there. But, um, but yeah, that's what we're going to do, is just integrate with and just serve and... And love and seek. And then seek seek what God has, because we're going to be there for six to eight months. Lord willing, um, the Irish government grants us um, permission to remain, as they call it, past three months, which they should, uh, based on the criteria they've given us. And then after that, we don't know, because we don't have a place to come back to. We don't, I mean, a physical house. We don't have a home. We don't have a home, And and we can't live in our storage unit, because I signed that and said I wouldn't do that. (laughs) But you know what? It's exciting, it's so exciting. We just want people to hear that because it, and it is very much unlike us. I plan, I plan, 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 and this isn't part of my plan. So there.
2: And that we, that we can do it is by the grace of God. Like, I couldn't have done this five years ago. I wouldn't have even thought about it. And I wouldn't have even trusted that I heard right. Hmm. And I wouldn't have, I was just flatlining, you know and so or we were both of us so i guess that's that just a test you know testifies of how much god loves us all of us because we all have a story and we all have a purpose and we all have an adventure god loves us and he created us to feel his pleasure and you know in john it talks about uh, jesus came to give us life and life abundantly and it's like i want it i want to own that i want to feel his pleasure and i i want to please him and it's like I really, that's just where we're at. We don't, you know, we don't have a, the end yet, a period. Um, but that's why we cover your prayers. And, and, uh, but we trust God. <laughs> so.
0: You answered two of my questions yeah. before I even got to that's ask good. them. Wonderful. Um, we're excited for you guys. We're excited with you. Um, I wanted to ask, before we shift, in a few minutes, we're going to have a chance to, for a few of us to tell these two what they've meant to us over the last few years. And no crying allowed. Um, You cannot. um, But what has this group of people meant to you over the last few years? You have two minutes to answer that.
2: Um, Grace, freedom, love, authenticity. um, You know, we haven't always all agreed or it hasn't been this perfect thing, or that's not even what we were ever looking for or ever want. It isn't reality, but reality of love, being who we are, our goal, the goal that you have of just, you know, being the person that God created you to be, that has just given us so much strength, so much freedom to grow ourselves, and um, we love you. I do. I have a son almost your age, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I feel um, we truly have learned to love. And we love, we really do. We may not see each other or connect on a daily basis, um, but it's only, but God gave us a love, a love for you very much. It's very real.
1: And for me, just the word freeing comes to mind. We just felt very free when we came here, free to be ourselves, um, free to be, not be judged. Um, and, and that goes for everybody that comes to here. But the real, the, the real test, and although we didn't use this as a test, but looking back, it, this was like the test when we told Chris and Sarah. We went over to their house and we told them. And, you know, they cried and they said, we, we wish you wouldn't go, but they blessed us, and they prayed for us, and they, they, they released us, and, and that was like the test because you knew. You know, and you knew that that's what we were called to do. And, as, um, and again, you were sad, but you weren't mad. or you, there were, The only emotion was that, just that sadness, and, and we just felt um, so understood we felt so loved by you guys that you were just willing just to I, even though we feel this and we want you we want you to just stay because we don't want to feel this way you did you you blessed us and you you and sent us that day
2: you knew it wasn't just our crazy it was kind of god's crazy too <laughs> uh,
0: thank you would this be a bad time to admit i'm changing my mind about letting them go is that like anticlimactic we still stand by that. We love you. We're excited for you. We, we wish that Ireland was closer, <laughs> but yeah, you guys mean the world to us. Um, let's do this. I want to open up to. This is going to be fun. Um, I'm going to start off. I think three or four people. Let's see if that'll work. So now, does this count as one of the... No, this won't count. All right. Yes, Laura, you have my permission. Yeah. There's something I have been wanting to share as well with that. Just really quick. is How many of you at some point in life have been in a season where you, you experienced what you would call burnout? You, where you just you were done with church, you were done with religion, you were done with all this stuff. And one of the things that we need more people like this to help us understand is that burnout is often an invitation from God into something deeper. Where what we're experiencing is no longer sufficient to meet the need and for God to meet us in our longings. It's where our longings surpass our experience and our circumstances. And we need people like this that are willing to discover that, uncover that, and move into that adventure. And so I think that that's just a beautiful thing that you guys have embraced and said, you know what? I'm not going to just let it fizzle out. But I'm going to embrace this and go deeper. And so thank you. Um, All right, so let's hear from a few people who, um, let me, oh, this is so tough. Um, All right, yeah, Joseph, we'll start over there. And we have to keep this, let's, let's keep it concise for the sake of letting as many people share as we can to be validated, to be heard, to be understood, to be loved. I ask that you would bring them such life-giving relationships in those pubs that, that people would come to those places and say, who on earth are you and tell me how on earth you care so much? And you say, that's easy, because there's a God that's given us that care and concern, and we can't keep it to ourselves. So we send them out as a Coastlands family. Thank you for the way they're an expression of your kingdom. Everything they embody, they express, is of your goodness, your tenderness. Protect them. You know what? Let's do this. Can we pray the Lord's Prayer over them? Um, I don't know if we can get that going again. <laughs> well, I'll say it and everybody, yeah, repeat after me, please. Yeah. We're going to do the Jesus version, not the Coastlands version. Okay? Jesus <laughs> Jesus. Jesus <laughs> Jesus Jesus Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Our Father, who, who is in heaven, heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, kingdom, kingdom come. Your will be done, done on earth as, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and, and forgive us for our, our wrongs, bread, as, as we, we forgive those who have wronged us.
1: Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom kingdom, and and the the power and the
0: glory forever. Amen. Thank you. Love you too. So, we're going to publish that Coastlands version so that people don't have that awkward moment in the Lord's Prayer ever again where they don't know what to say. Um, But hey, so thank you for being here. I understand this was a little different morning. Um, hopefully you experience some of the love that we have for Greg and Kathy. We have a few more minutes. Um, we have some snacks over there, some coffee and stuff. Please hang out if you this is their last Sunday with us. So if you know them, take an opportunity to give them a hug, say thank you. If you don't know them, then get to know somebody else here because that's what we do. All right and uh, we'll start packing we have up in about thing. yeah Beth has one more um. thing. If you have a knee that is hurting, I would like to pray for you, a knee, a All knee right. injury or something. Thank okay. you. That's me actually. So.